Meeting to order, Mrs. Troublefield, would you please call the roll? Mr. Barley? Here. Mr. Collins? Here. Mr. Frisch? Here. Dr. Hattier? Mr. Douglas Hudson? Here. Mr. James Hudson? Here. Mr. Layfield? Here. Mr. Stegan? Here. Mr. Statler? Here. Mrs. Wright? Here. This is a regular board meeting. We do have a quorum. Need a motion to approve the agenda for this evening's meeting? So moved. Second. second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion, say aye. Aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. Would everyone please rise for presentation of color? Oh, attention! may be seated. Next item on the agenda is uh, Indian River Student Government. Good evening, members of the board. And what seems like a blink of an eye, the first fogging period came to a close for Indian River students earlier this month on Friday, November 4th. Thank you. For us, this marks a huge step towards the long-awaited end of the year. November was college application month for Indian River seniors, where they were able to inquire and apply to many of the excellent schools here in Delaware in hopes of pursuing higher education beyond high school. Juniors will be starting their bi-weekly SAT preparation and practice tomorrow, November 29th during Pride periods in order to provide the skills and tools necessary to succeed on the test. National Honor Society conducted its annual induction ceremony where our administrative staff, along with our Teacher of the Year, Ms. Stephanie Wilkinson, and Superintendent Dr. Bunting, helped introduce seven seniors and 31 juniors who shine in the classroom and community and exemplify NHS's high standards of, of character, scholarship, leadership, and service to its Indian River chapter of 38 members. In sports, boys soccer finished out a very impressive season with a 13-3 record winning in the North-South Conference Championships against Milford High School and runners-up in the DIAA State Championships. Congratulations to all of the boys and coaches for another outstanding season. Cross-country with the largest team Indian River has ever seen of 29 runners, had five athletes medaled, 
at the county meet on November 1st, and when one athlete medaled at the conference championships on November 5th. The girls' team achieved their highest ranking ever in Indian River history, placing 12th out of 31 teams in Division II. Congratulations to all the runners and coaches as well. Winter sports are beginning with tryouts and practices starting this week for wrestling, boys and girls basketball, swimming, and cheerleading. We wish them all the best of luck in their new seasons. The brand is preparing its holiday medleys for the Christmas parades in Georgetown December 1st, Selbyville December 2nd, Millsboro December 7th, and Dagsboro December 8th, all at 7 p.m. We would also like to take this opportunity to invite the board members and their families to join us December 15th for the holiday band concert, December 16th for the holiday chorus concert at 7 p.m., and on December 21st for the winter concert at 6.30 to help celebrate the upcoming winter holidays. Thank you and have a good night. Thank you. Need a motion to approve the regular meeting minutes of October 24th and the executive session minutes of October 24th. So moved. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. Aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. Special recognition, Dr. Bunny. Mr. Barley, would you please join me at the podium? This is the part of our meeting that we have the opportunity to give some special recognition to members of our staff and our student body who have outstanding accomplishments. This evening, we have a host and a varied group that we will bring to the podium. They will need to come up the stairs and pass by here in some fashion. We have a new arrangement for this evening. The first one, and Officer Corrigan, if you'd like to come forward, please. The first one is a very special one. Periodically, we have someone among us who does something that's so outstanding, we need to give them an above and beyond award. We had a bus driver who actually saved a small child's life. Uh, Officer Corrigan was involved, and we will have some details, additional details, but Ronna Cobb, if you would come forward, please. Ronna is a paraprofessional at Philip Shell, and she's also a bus driver for the district. And I think Officer Corrigan can well explain what happened one bright morning. Thank you, Doctor. Thank you, Doctor. Um, on the 2nd of November of this year, shortly after 7 a.m., I was contacted um, by uh, the 911 center that a uh, small child was found <clears throat> wandering in a roadway uh, outside of Philip Shaw Elementary School. Uh, the exact location was uh, South Main and Bethany Road, which at 7 o'clock in the morning is, as you can well imagine, not only very busy, but very dangerous. Uh, shortly after I responded, I was advised that a school bus driver had taken the extraordinary steps of not only stopping her bus and blocking a roadway, but picking the child up and then transporting the child to the uh, Phillips Shaw Elementary School. Uh, 
I was then met with uh, the bus driver uh, who we speak today and honor tonight, Ronnie Cobb, who's also a paraprofessional at Phillips Elementary School, uh, took the extraordinary steps of uh, securing that child. Uh, it should be um, noted to you that the child who was three years old had wandered out of his home um, and was unattended and was literally standing in the middle of the roadway with his pajama bottoms and tops on. Ms. Cobb then took the steps to uh, get the child out of the roadway after several near collisions. Um, had that child been struck, uh, we would have certainly had a fatality there. And her actions prevented that. Uh, once back at the school, the child was clothed and fed and reunited with the mother. Uh, from that point, Miss um, Cobb is now certainly a favorite member of this particular family. And um, I was so impressed with what she did that I reached out to Mark Steele and advised him, and he was in full agreement um, that she took extra measures to secure this child's safety. And that's the reason for tonight. Rana. Let's give her another round of applause. Quick thank you. <laughs> Secondly, this evening, we'd like to announce that we have a State of Delaware Division II school bus <coughs> poster winner from East Millsboro Elementary, uh, Jayani Bupalthi. If she's here, would you please come forward? I think we have two special guests with us this evening from the Department of Homeland Security. If Deputy Secretary Kimberly Chandler and Director Evelyn Brown are here, would you please come forward? They have a special recognition and I'll let them, I'll let them explain this one. 
Yes, I'm, I'm Evelyn Brown from Department of Safety and Homeland Security. Um, this is Kimberly Chandler with us. And my department under Homeland Security monitors and works with schools on the Omnibus School Safety Act. And it's a little bit of a daunting task because there's two people, myself and another person that work the whole state. And so it really takes a huge partnership between us and the school districts to fulfill this, this act. The Omnibus School Safety Act, which took place in 2012, put in place perimeters for each school to have an all-hazard school safety plan that was NIMS compliant. So it became a very, very big ordeal. And in 2014, there was an amendment, which meant every school had to have one lockdown intruder drill, I'm sorry, two lockdown intruder drills per year and one tabletop exercise. And I'm pleased to say that Indian uh, River was one of eight schools in the state that every single school in the district was 100% compliant. So you should give yourselves a round of applause because that not only did you meet compliancy, you're a very big school district compared to some of the other ones. So we appreciate, we especially appreciate Mr. Lewis, who's worked very well as a partner with us, um, your school constables and SROs to make sure that this takes place. Um, and now I'll turn it over to Kim. I'm just gonna echo what Evelyn said. Um, we thank you for your partnership um, and your commitment to school safety from your school principals, school administrators, teachers and staff, everyone coming together to put that plan in place. Um, I don't have to tell you how important it is to have a school safety plan um, in each of our schools. If you looked at the news today, you understand what can happen. Um, you never know when and you never know where. So we are here to work with you on the front end. We wanna be proactive to have the appropriate plans in place to have families and staff, administrators and everybody informed as to what actions they should take in the event of an emergency. Um, and so we appreciate everything that you do. We could not do it without you. Um, so again, thank you and congratulations. And I also want to say, along with this, um, there's a certificate of, of appreciation and compliance. There's a decal, and I walked right out of my office in Smyrna and didn't bring them. So I'll make sure that um, I get them to you, Mr. Lewis, or we get them to the schools. I would run back and get them, but that might take a minute, so we'll do it another day. <laughs> but anyway, the first person that gets the certificate is actually Dr. Bunting, because her district did such a superb job in, in, uh, in making sure all the schools were compliant. We have East Millsboro Elementary School. Do you want me to hand them to you? They're all coming. They're all coming, okay. Okay. George Washington Carver Academy. Georgetown Elementary. Georgetown Elementary School. <laughs> Georgetown Middle School. That's elementary. I'll just leave it on there and you can pull them off. 
Howard T. Innes School. Indian River High School. John M. Clayton Elementary School. Long Neck Elementary School. Lord Baltimore Elementary School. Millsboro Middle School. North Georgetown Elementary School. Phillips C. Shoal Elementary School. Selbyville Middle School. And the Southern Delaware School of the Arts. And Sussex Central High School. Once again, thank you. As Sammy mentioned a few minutes ago, we have finished our fall season in the sports field and we have a number of athletes who have made academic all-conference, so we'd like to bring them up um, sport by sport and recognize them for their accomplishments. Um, all of these students are from Indian River High School. We'll recognize the Sussex Central ones next month. Football, Andrew White. Soccer, 
Andrew White, Samantha Whelan, Matthew Lyons, and Luke Morgan. Cross Country, John Elliott, Kashid Raples, Olivia Garvey, Madison Hogston, and Sarah Rail. Are any of them here? Okay, we'll make sure that they get their certificates. Field Hockey, Samantha Whelan, Erin Hayden, Riley Cordry, Avery Congleton, and Morgan Baumhart. Now we have first team all conference athletes football. Would Andrew come back to the stage, please? And George Martin. Field Hockey, Alexis Hayden, Aaron Hayden, Maggie Ford, and Kaylee Cordry. Volleyball, Mackenzie Johnson, Samantha Mumford, Jessica Amaskulis, just those three.
And lastly, we have our soccer players, Johan Cordoba, Patty Machiam, Mikey Machiam, Oscar Cruz Osorio, Mike Gutierrez, and Kevin Callis. Let's give another round of applause to our athletes. The next item on the agenda is for public comment. The board allows 15 minutes at the beginning and ending of each regularly scheduled board meeting for anybody in the audience who wishes to make a public comment. We have uh, three have signed up this evening. You're entitled to three minutes each. Uh, the first speaker is Claudia Waters. Good evening. It's good to be here. Having been here since 2009 to speak before you. But in 2009, I did state that we needed to hold this board accountable. But it seems like in the seven-year itch that uh, we have gotten a little bit out of hand. Uh, the referendum has gone and has, has uh, not passed, but it has passed. And we're looking forward to moving forward and doing what needs to be done for the children. But I do have a problem with doing for the children and doing for this board and the administration. Um, as I look into the audit, which has already been presented, um, and I'm on page 12, that there are 26 uh, amounts paid out for payment vouchers that are not valid purposes. There are also 16 that have a stamp that was used unauthorized. But again, uh, there were 18 given to Mr. Barley for the Indian River Boys Basketball Boosters. Uh, you being a public accountant know that that is a violation of state accounting practices. Uh, I have a problem when it comes to this amount of money being spent so frivolously when we need to be taking care of the purpose at hand, and that is our children to make sure that they're educated and having 
the buildings that are ready and equipped to hold those that we're having. But I find it very hard for me to give my $95 when I'm taking care of the administration and not the students. So I'm asking you to please, as you go back, to sit down with a clear head and begin to ask the public exactly what they feel that is really needed in order that we may produce and go forward in doing what needs to be done in order that these children may receive an education. But again, this board needs to push forward on holding our storekeeper accountable as well as some of the board members. Thank you very much. Thank you. Next speaker is uh, George Bunning. Thank you. This evening I, I come with a mixed heart. First off, I have made a request to the Attorney General of Delaware to follow through an investigation of Mr. Patrick Miller. If, in fact, if that investigation proves that there's criminal negligence or other, then he should be disciplined as such. I would hope that you either collectively or individually would follow suit with this as a request. I think what troubles me the most about it is the passion in which our teachers, our administrators, some of them have put their entire life into education and educating our children. I don't think Mr. Miller knows the harm, the great harm that he has done and into the future as far as the school district is concerned. Some time ago, I had the opportunity to go to Dover to celebrate <clears throat> a senator's 80th birthday, Senator Nancy Cook, who Senator Booth is very familiar with. At that time, I, I ran into Ann Vaselli, who's the director of Office Management and Budget. In fact, she's retiring this year, but she spent most of her career with Governor Markell. She puts together the entire budget for the state of Delaware, having been in that process either on the bond bill or on the joint finance. I know that all goes into it. I thanked her for her ability to find money, in fact, $700,000, and move that down to Howard Tienis School. When I spoke with Senator Venables, who's chairman of the bond bill, he said, George, there's absolutely no new money. But where I'm going with this is that Milford had two failed referendums. I had a farmer superintendent in my office um, the other day talking to one of my associates. And he said, you know, what happened at Milford was the public lack lost trust in the very people who were running their school district. When I was talking with Ann, she said, you realize that your CEO down there makes more money than I do? I said, really, I had no idea, Ann, that that took place. I couldn't apologize to her at that point because she had done such a good thing for us and for our school district. I would encourage you, encourage you uh, to follow through with some, some ideas of security as well. Having been on a former Maryland bank board and also uh, a, one of the branch banks happened to be here in Delaware, we had a system in place, a whistleblower system. None of the administration were privileged to what that information was. It was an anonymous in most cases, but it went through the actual, it went through the actual committee that we had in, set in place. And on our board, we had two accountants and two lawyers and a lot of other people that 
do business well. But regardless of what we did, uh, this was an opportunity for the employees of this bank throughout the 10 branches or so. If they had a problem, they could do it anonymously. And I think it's a good fit if you don't have this in place in our school district where you can put in anonymously because the very people that we serve, the staff, the associates, the teachers, have an opportunity without being intimidated like Mr. Miller seemed to have done in his tenure. Thank you. Thank you. The next speaker is Mark Phillips. I hope everyone had a wonderful Thanksgiving, and it's my honor again to come to pray. Dear God, our Heavenly Father, we thank you tonight for this opportunity. And we ask a special blessing upon this board, each and every member in here. We ask a special blessing upon our teachers, Lord, that they will guide their children the way they should go. The Bible says we're to bring our children up in the way they should go, and they will never fall away. Lord, we just thank you so much for your statutes, your commandments that you made for us. And we thank you for your mercy and grace that you pour out upon us if we follow those statutes and keep those commandments. Now we ask you to watch over them again, Lord. Be with them and bless them in whatever they do, that it be the right thing. Lord, we know that the trials and tribulations of the life we have to go through, but we know the trying times are here. We see more confusion every day. As the Israelites walked through the wilderness when they came out of Egypt, we are walking through a more wilderness today with all the drugs and alcohol and, and the trying times that's going on as it did in Ohio today. Lord, please bless this school board. Bless these teachers. Lord, bless them in a mighty and powerful way. And Lord, we give it all to you tonight, for we ask it in your precious Son's name, our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, everyone. Thank you. Next item on the agenda is new business of uh, school choice applications. Good evening. Uh, this evening, a total of 14 school choice applications asking for the board approval. Uh, 12 of those have been accepted, two rejected due to capacity. Move. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. 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 Opposed? That is unanimous. Thank, Thank you. you. <clears throat> ESSA? I've included in your packets of more um, detailed explanation of ESSA with the Every Student Succeeds Act. It replaces the No Child Left Behind Act and it's the reauthorization that occurred in December 2015. It's the old elementary and secondary act that's been around since the late 60s. The new reauthorized bill maintains requirements, uh, rigorous requirements actually, um, related to the state standards in math, reading language, arts, and science. It still requires statewide annual assessments in reading and math for grades three through eight, and plus we have to do that for one grade in high school, and science has to be tested once per grade span. It also allows high school tests uh, to be the SAT or some alternative test, and the state of Delaware has selected to do that. It directs states to adopt English language proficiency standards and puts a stronger emphasis on states' responsibilities for the progress of the ELL students. It also increases state flexibility in designing the accountability system, school improvement interventions, student supports, 
and teacher support and evaluation. Uh, it expands the opportunities for parents and community involvement, and it allows our states to work with stakeholders to develop the state plans, which is exactly what is currently happening in the state of Delaware. Under the direction of people from DOE, uh, you will see efforts to, um, to hold community conversations. Five have been held and four are still on the drawing, um, on the drawing board. They intend to submit its plan to the U.S. DOE uh, in, in March, but I heard today that they've extended that first submission date to April. So I suspect that the state will choose April. Um, the DOE group has hosted two ESSA discussion groups, uh, ongoing groups. One has to do with students and school supports, and the other has to do with measures of school success and public reporting. You also, as a citizen, have the opportunity to contribute to this plan through a survey that's found on the DOE website. And there is a governor's advisory committee that will review both uh, the, the first draft and the second draft, which will be out soon uh, by Christmas. And uh, our board is represented on that governor's committee by Mrs. Wright. And we also have a teacher, Wendy Bull, from Georgetown Middle School, Cheryl Carey, a counselor from Philip Shaw, and I have been asked to serve on that committee as well. So Indian River is well represented on the Governor's Advisory Committee. We will be giving you more details as time goes go along. You have, as I said, something in your packet, and we'll be sending you a fuller explanation of where the ESSA plan is at this point. I also saw an email today that I have not yet had a chance to read in detail, but the requirements were issued today. The regulations came out from the USDOE, so we will be studying those at length, and we will try to keep you posted as we go along. Are there any questions? Next item is DSSF. Good evening. Uh, DSSF stands for the Delaware School Success Framework. Uh, it kind of aligns to what Dr. Bunning was uh, discussing with the new ESSA plan. As part of that, Delaware uh, has developed a school success framework, which is a report card of sorts. As you'll see in your uh, board docs, there's a one-page snapshot of not only how our schools have done based on this new framework, but at the bottom you'll see a description within each of the four categories. I'll briefly discuss uh, each, each category is given a percentage which moves into a, an overall report card that each school receives. This was reviewed with the principals uh, earlier this morning during our principals meeting and these report cards can all be found online, online uh, through the Department of Ed's website. I do want to draw your attention to a couple things. The kindergarten center there is not, uh, doesn't have large enough numbers at this point to receive scores and also Howard T. Ennis is not able to receive scores in the categories of growth on track and that CCP stands for College um, and Career Preparedness. They were able to receive a score for academic achievement. Uh, the star levels there are anywhere from a zero, at the lowest level, to a five, which is the highest level. And uh, you can see each of our schools there in the compilation of all of our schools. Academic achievement, which is the first, first measure, is students' performance on either SMARTER for ELA and math or our DCAS science and social studies. So those scores are all combined to give you an academic achievement score. Growth, that's a measure, a collective performance of growth of students learning over a period of time. What the framework does, it takes a look at students' uh, progress over a three-year period and looks to see whether they're growing uh, at an uh, acceptable rate. 
calculations are put into a formula, and that's how that number is derived. Again, that's Smarter Balance SAT for ELA and math, and that's up to uh, three years prior summative assessment uh, data. On track, that's a measure that measures progress towards and through high school graduation. You can see there's measures for elementary and middle school, and that's very simple. That's just the average daily attendance of our students. And for high school, you can see there are four measures there. Uh, percentage of ninth grade students earning credits towards graduation, and what they ask for is four credits in the area of ELA, math, science, social studies, and a world language, and the percentage of students who are graduating with a four-year time frame, a five-year time frame, and a six-year time frame if they're on a separate track like our special education students sometimes are. And the last measure there within the framework is our college career preparedness, often referred to as CCP. That measures if students are growing enough uh, to be proficient in the future and for success beyond high school. Uh, that's an expected growth pattern for students to be able to be successful. So there is a trajectory that's formulated by uh, the computer system that determines whether our students are meeting that trajectory. And as you can see, elementary, there's a growth of proficiency. In high school, there are various indicators that can get you uh, maximum points for that college career preparedness. I would like to draw your attention to one error that I noted uh, that I saw earlier this evening, that 1150 on the SAT, that's actually, a, should be 1550, we'll correct that, I apologize. Uh, 1550 would be your college benchmark. On the old SAT, we are under the new SAT, and the updated number for uh, college and career readiness has not yet been released. So this framework is available now, this, these report cards are available now online, and this, as it sets now, will be the framework that we use. DOE has indicated that with the new authorization of the ESSA that Dr. Bunning described, there may be some changes to this framework, and as they occur, I'll update the board. Are there any questions? All right, thank you very much. Thank you. Next item is Millsboro Middle School 3M Security Film Proposal. Good evening. Um, President Byerly and our Buildings and Grounds Committee, uh, Millsboro Middle School had a request uh, of a 3M security film placed at all exterior doors. The security film will provide an added 90 seconds of shatterproof resistance in the event of an intruder or other emergency situation. The request was made by Dr. Brene Jerns and is supported by Detective Jeff Hudson. Uh, the projected cost was $4,800. Um, this is pending uh, donations received by the Color Run event, uh, which was held on November 4th. And if the funds aren't raised, consideration will be given to holding um, uh, future uh, fundraisers. Uh, my understanding tonight is that they do have the money to move forward with this project. The Buildings and Grounds Committee uh, recommended to bring this uh, in front of the full board uh, for approval. Yeah, I think it's a, a good idea. Uh, they're going to raise the funds to pay for it, so I think the, uh, the board should vote an affirmative on this. That motion. Make a motion to. Uh, Is there a second? Yeah. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. 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 Opposed? That is unanimous. The uh, Indian River High School sign. Yes, in your board docs, uh, President Barley, there should be 
um, a picture of the sign that the Indian River alumni uh, would like to give uh, to Indian River High School. Uh, this was a consideration that was dealt with uh, several months ago, but the concept had not yet been drawn up. The sign would be placed on Clayton Avenue, which is the what I would call the back entrance uh, to the school. Um, and uh, it was suggested at the Buildings and Grounds Committee to bring it up for board consideration. Okay, no cost to the district? No. I'd like to make a motion that we accept that. Okay. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion, say aye. Aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. <clears throat> in respond? Yes, the latest issue that I have uh, for the board's consideration is a contractual agreement between the farmer, um, Mr. Zach S. Riddle, uh, who leases the land at Ingram, Ingram Pond uh, to till. Um, the, this was brought up for uh, discussion at Buildings and Grounds. Uh, the discussion was to, uh, it, it, it was a, to be renewed uh, every two years. The discussion at the committee uh, level was to make this a one-year a contractual agreement where it would come up every year. Um, the um, former has has signed the agreement, uh, and it was suggested bring this in front of the board as well for consideration. Okay. Make so, a motion to uh, accept that contract. Okay. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion, say aye. 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 Opposed. That is unanimous. Thank you, Mr. Reaper. Thank you. Need a motion to table 5.01 until after executive session? So moved. Second. second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. Aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. Item 5.02 is the referendum totals. Dr. Bunning? In your packet, you have a set of totals for each polling place and also for the entire referendum. If you look at the bottom of your four column, we had 3,321 votes for the referendum and 3,341 against. So we uh, were defeated by 20 votes and we will have discussion as to where we go from here. Any questions? Okay, committee reports, athletic fields. Uh, thank you, President Barley. Uh, we had our building and grounds and athletic committee meetings on November the 14th. Uh, under minor cap improvement projects at Law Baltimore, the dehumidifiers are in and will be installed on the 15th. Uh, Sussex Environmental will be doing some testing at the school also. Under major capital uh, improvement projects, Long Neck Elementary, we're working on the closeout documents. Uh, Selbyville is done. East Millsboro Elementary, we need to close out documents for Kent Construction. Uh, Phillips Shallow Elementary, uh, no word from DelDot as to the handicap ramps that they say we need to be compliant. Uh, the close out documentation still needed from Thompson and Briggs. Uh, Georgetown Elementary, we are working on a DENREC issue with the pond. Becker and Morgan is taking the lead on that. Under Old Business, the Indy River High School field upgrades uh, Anderson Project Management uh, started the project and the work is continuing. Uh, the minor cap priority lists 
Georgetown Middle and Georgetown Elementary system parts should be in this week in the pre-programming complete. Uh, John M. Clayton parking lot is complete. Uh, the door locks at Southern uh, Delaware School of the Arts and Philip Shaw are complete. Uh, we also had George McDowell from the uh, ESCO uh, proposal and our independent owner representative from Studio Jade. They give a presentation on uh, leading us uh, in the next step of this if we want to continue it. Uh, there was a lot of discussion on the financial model present, uh, presented. Uh, there will be ongoing discussion, I think, further on about this. Our next meeting will be uh, December the 12th. Okay. <clears throat> Are there any questions? Comprehensive school safety, Mr. Layfield. There was no meeting to report, but I, I think it's great that our school uh, received that award uh, for comprehensive school safety plans throughout the state of Delaware, how we're leading the way with that. And uh, I think it's kind of eerie that um, today we're being recognized there was a radical Muslim extremist that attacked students at Ohio State University. Between 9 and 11 students were injured when this uh, subject drove a vehicle through and then came out wielding a knife attacking students. And I, I remind the public and please, as part of our referendum to um, provide safety to our students, a large percent of our referendum was to go towards the safety procedures that we have in place. And I think it's great that we're recognized for the direction we're going. And uh, today is an eerie reminder how you can't put a price tag on safety when you're dealing with students, whether it's college level or as we have elementary school level. So, okay, thank you. Curriculum, Mr. Hudson. Thank you. Uh, special education update. The uh, special education work continues with our different constituency groups within the district. The next meeting of the parent council will be at 7 p.m. on January 24th at Millsboro Middle School. Uh, Dr. Stadler will provide an update regarding the special ed task force later on the agenda. Uh, course catalog project. The district has spent the past two years working on condensing the course catalog for all levels. The catalog can now be maintained at the district and updates can be accomplished for all schools simultaneously. This allows us to maintain better records and support schools with master scheduling in a much more efficient manner. Uh, many thanks to go to Carissa Pepper for working with the schools to make this project work. Uh, IKA grading policy considerations. Uh, Dr. Hudson provided the committee with information regarding no zero grading policies. This topic will be revisited next month. The elementary principals will be asked to work in subcommittees to reevaluate the current grading policies for elementary students. An academic challenge, Delaware Technical and Community College has notified academic challenge districts that the University of Delaware courses currently included in the 11th and 12th grade curricula will be phased out. More dialogue around this information will take place in the December curriculum meeting. Thank you. Okay. Anyone have any questions? Finance will be covered uh, later on when we do financial reports. Uh, Mary Bailey Scholar, Mr. Fritz. Yeah, um, there's no current activity to report as applications for this scholarship are usually distributed to the uh, Sussex Central High School Guidance Office closer to the springtime. Uh, however, I do think it's important to take a few minutes and inform those who may not be aware of where Mary Bailey comes from in the scholarship. Uh, it was a scholarship set up through a private individual, Mary H. Bailey. Her will was written in 1983. Uh, it is for the benefit of students at Sussex Central High School 
and Woodbridge High School. Uh, the Court of Chancery issued its order for granting instructions in 1988, which is when the scholarship started to uh, distribute funds to recipients. And from 2012 to the present, Sussex Central High School alone has had 22 graduates that have benefited from the Mary H. Bailey Scholarship. That's it. Any questions? Thank you. Special Education Task Force, Dr. Statter. Thank you. As a result of strategic directions recently established under the Special Education Department, goals and objectives for 2016-17 were developed with leadership from Mr. Owens. Goals are focused on the following, compliance and regulation monitoring, utilization of a special education handbook, evaluation and support of staff, workshop opportunities, training for our teachers, data analysis measures, targeted school supports, budget analysis, ILC funding and resource allocations, communications with our stakeholders, review of programming, strategies related to discipline, and facilitating a culture of success. I'm very proud of our progress with these planning initiatives and thank Mr. Owens. A division flowchart was completed with leadership from Mr. Owens and Dr. Brittingham um, during the fall. And the first parent focus group session was conducted on October 12th at Millsboro Middle School. It was well attended. Uh, data will be compiled and available after all of the sessions uh, later in the spring. Work has continued in preparation for the remaining parent focus group sessions. And our next one is this Wednesday the 30th at Subbyville Middle School at 6 p.m. We invite any parent or interested community member to come out um, to give us feedback about special education services in the district. Thank you. Are there any questions? Thank you. Policy, Mr. Collins. Good evening. Uh, we have no policies requiring board action tonight. However, we are presenting uh, two policies as a first reading, KH online donation accounts and JG.4 suicide prevention and training. Our next meeting will be December 12th at 4 p.m. at IRA. Thank you. Are there any questions? IREA rep. Good evening. I would just like to say that the teachers and other staff members were disappointed with the findings of the audit and the results of a referendum. We understand that the public expects changes to be made, and we would support that. We would ask that while those changes are being made, that the public continues to support those of us in the classroom and work with your children daily. This referendum directly affects our students, teachers, and support staff. We hope that the district keeps the public informed of the changes made and hope to rebuild the trust needed to pass our referendum in the future. Thank you. Thank you. Superintendent's report, Dr. Bunning. Thank you. The past month has been an extremely busy one. Much of our time and energy has been invested in promoting the passage of the November 22nd referendum. I'd like to publicly thank Dave Mall for the phenomenal job he did in creating materials, organizing activities, and handling the press. I would also like to express appreciation to the central office team and to board members who participated in referendum presentations and interviews. During that period, I have conducted 21 presentations with civic groups, faculties, and the public. I've been interviewed by several TV stations, 
a radio station, and several newspaper reporters regarding both the referendum and budget cuts. I recorded a second podcast. I've done a Dan Gaffney one-minute spot. Um, I stopped by the Rotary Sponsor District Spelling Bee, attended a second ESSA Governor's Advisory Council meeting, served as a panelist for Mr. Layfield's Community Forum on Safety, co-hosted the Chief Sussex County Legislative Breakfast, received a Community Partnership Award for the district from First State Community Action at its annual banquet. I also presented certificates of appreciation to La Casita translating volunteers. I served on a AASA scholarship selection committee and read one of my favorite books to SDSA third graders. In addition, I've attended the state's Teacher of the Year event, a superintendent's training on equitable access, a full-day ESSA training, a Brink leadership meeting, all high school home football games, both soccer semifinal games and soccer state championship game. I attended the Marine Corps JROTC birthday celebration, and I had a meeting with key state officials regarding requiring a piece of the Stokely property for an NS building site. Mr. Steele will reference the class size waiver. Uh, Mr. Barley, um, as you're aware, Delaware Code uh, Chapter 14, subsection 1705A uh, requires that in class sizes in kindergarten and grades one through three not to exceed 22 students as of the last day of October. The local board has the right to waive this requirement after voting to waive sets at a public uh, meeting uh, notice for that purpose. The vote on this waiver must, take care, must be done prior to December the 1st. This year, we have two elementary schools who have classes that are exceeding 22 as of the last day. We have three second grade classes and a third grade class at East Millsboro, uh, as you can see on the attached document. We also have one second grade section at Long Neck. We are asking um, this evening that the board waive those numbers. Uh, I will tell you, I did a quick uh, glance at our enrollment as of today, uh, late this afternoon. And compared to where we were September the 30th, we are about 279 students greater at today as of September 30th. Uh, so that's one of the reasons that we've seen these class sizes nudge up since the uh, September 30th unit count. So we do need a, a board vote to accept the waiver. Does anyone have any questions? We would need a motion. To make a motion. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. 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 Opposed? That is unanimous. Thank you. I'd like to ask Mr. Owens to give a quick update on GW Carver. Thank you, Dr. Bunning. Um, as part of my department, we work with GW Carver closely uh, in their population as well as the clinical counselors throughout the district. I, I tell you that because um, some of you may be aware, last May we worked with the Sussex County Health Coalition and other uh, neighboring districts to analyze what we're doing with our clinical counselors and our mental health supports within our schools. Through that work, we learned of a grant. Uh, we applied and received the grant from the Sussex County Health Coalition on uh, the amount of $7,000. Over the, this past summer, we've worked with that group and our special outreach services for our district to determine the best way to spend that money to support students within the district. Uh, in this past summer, we elected to look at the students and the population and the programming at GW Carver, and through that, we purchased the positive action curriculum to support the social and emotional learning of our students there. Um, I want to just give you a quick update because 
Uh, as recently as uh, a few weeks ago, this program has been implemented in full swing with a pep rally. Uh, the school is collaborating with John Donato, a local artist, to um, develop murals throughout the, the building around the positive actions themes. The program has been very well received by the students and the, the staff. Teachers will be teaching uh, curriculums throughout the year, uh, daily and weekly, as well as the counselors around uh, social and emotional wellness. Uh, the philosophy of the program is that your thoughts affect your actions and that uh, those effects, that affects how you feel and how you, um, how you feel about yourself and how you value yourself. So the program will continue. I hope to give this board an update periodically on the great things that are happening around that positive action um, <laughs> curriculum and the murals that are being developed and the, the work that's in the progress those students are making. Any questions? Thank you. Okay, thank you very thank much. You. We have five calendar changes. We need to add John M. Clayton <coughs> Elementary School holiday concert on December 6th at 6.30. We'd like to change the Southern Delaware School of the Arts drama production from February 14th to February 16th. We need to change the Southern Delaware School of the Arts band concert from May 10th to May 4th. We'd also like to change the SDSA dance performance from the 24th to May 17th. And we need to change the Southern Delaware School of the Arts vocal performance from June 1st to May 24th. We would need approval of those calendar changes. I would just question the dates, or am I wrong? The June of 16 and That's May of 16 have already passed. Um, that's a typo on the all agenda. Of them. I think it would be all of them. Yes. Okay. And you I, said it's on John M. Clayton, um, you said at 6.30, but on the thing it says That six, is correct. They corrected us this afternoon. And we will make sure that we change that and we'll look at the forms that were submitted. Okay. Thank you. Okay. <clears throat> we need a motion to approve. So we'll make a motion. Second. second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. Aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. <clears throat> Financial reports, Mr. Steele. We need a motion to pay the regular invoices for the month of October 2016. So moved. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. Aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. Mrs. Steele? Hi. Um, good evening. Um, you have in front of you the financial reports that we went over in detail on, at the Finance Committee. Um, I'll just highlight some of the um, reports. At this point, we um, have completed 33% of the school year. Our total expenses right now are at 38%. Um, schools buy more in the beginning of the year, so it's not unusual to be um, ahead of that 33% at this point. Um, Howard T. Annis is at 36%, so we're all about in the same place. Um, we've received 83% of our budgeted tax revenue at this point of the year. Um, we get the largest tax deposit in the month of um, October. On um, the second part two, the interest revenue um, right now is down compared to prior months. Um, the percentage is actually down a small amount, but also our reserve funds 
are down from the same time last year. Um, our ILC budgets are at 36%, so again, they're right on um, target. And we have received our federal funds for FY17. Um, part number three, the miscellaneous reports. Um, we have $372,000 remaining to close out our construction projects. Um, in, after some of the change orders were processed today, we have roughly 71,000 in state money remaining. Um, some of those purchase orders will be able to be closed, so we're hoping that some of that 71,000 um, can be recoded to local funds to recoup some of the local funds that we've had to spend on construction. Um, we've made the second payment on our um, textbook orders for this year. Um, major capital improvement reports. Again, I have, we have about $71,000 left in state funds to use to finalize our construction. And hopefully we are um, on the tail end of Georgetown Elementary. I think the other projects are just about completed. I believe uh, you have a listing of um, change orders and payments yep. for major cap for this month. Okay, the uh, financial status update. All of these were for Georgetown Elementary. Balsham and Duckett. 21,710. Ralph Degley Obese, $33,059. Jamestown, $557. Thompson and Sons, $5,410. CTA Roofing, $7,006 for a total of $67,742. And one final application, Philip C. Shaw. Thompson and Sons, 12,124. Change orders, all of these are credits. RC Fabricators, which was work done by JL Briggs, a credit of $507. RC Fabricators, credit unused allowance portion, a credit of $2,834. Union Wholesale for Georgetown Elementary also, unused portion of allowance of $1,088 for a total of $4,429 credit. Need a motion to approve. You're saying that all those change orders are money coming back to the district? Yes. Mr. Booth, nice job. No credit. Need a motion? So moved. Motion, to Mo motion uh, made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion, say aye. 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 Opposed? That is unanimous. Um, on the minor cap expenses, um, we have spent $135,000 to date this year on projects. Um, no, I'm sorry, that was for the month, of, just the month of October, $135,000 for minor cap. And then the last item I'm asking for approval on, I've provided you with um, a revenue and expense budget that encompasses all sources of funds for the district. Um, what you have approved um, previously in August was just discretionary funds. Um, this includes state funds and federal funds that 
are targeted for a specific purpose, but it gives you the total view of the entire district. And that amount is $149,591,269. So I would like um, this approved. I will incorporate it in with the previous budget that was um, approved in August, and we will um, from now on have this as part of our budget process in the summer. Okay. Does anyone have any questions? We would need a motion to approve. So moved. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. 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 Opposed? That is unanimous. Thank you, Mrs. Steele. Thank you. Thank you. Communications, Dr. Bunning. We recommend approval of the use of facilities request. We would need a motion. Yes. So moved. Seconded. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. Aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. We also recommend approval of the two field trip requests. So, and the third one on the next page. Okay. Is there a motion? So moved. Okay. Motion made yeah. and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. Aye. Opposed? <coughs> that is unanimous. Now come to item number 10, which is the second public comment session. Anyone in the audience who wishes to make a public comment, you have 15 minutes. Seeing no one, need a motion for executive session? So moved. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. Aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. We're now in executive session. Need a motion to approve the personnel agenda. So moved. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. Aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. On the addendum. Need to approve the addendum excluding item number five, six, seven, eight, and nine. And ten. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? These are the Huh? T take number ten on the addendum. We'll do it separate also, please. What, you want to vote on that separately? Which, I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. Okay. Personnel addendum excluding items 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, and 10. Okay. So moved. Okay. Any further questions? All in favor of the motion say aye. 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 Opposed? So do you want to vote on number 10 or just exclude it? Yeah, vote. Did you want to vote on 10? I didn't want them included in the other. Yeah, we want to make a vote on that. You vote on this on vote number 10. 10? Sure, we can do that. Okay. Okay. Just not <coughs> okay. Okay, on the personal denim, item number 10. Is there a motion? No motion means we don't do it. Hearing none. Uh, contractual. Two items, buses, we need a motion. So moved. Is there a second? Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. 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 Opposed? 
That is unanimous. Student hearings, items 1704, 1706, 1708. Make a motion to accept the recommendation. Second. Motion made and seconded. Any discussion? All in favor of the motion say aye. Aye. Opposed? That is unanimous. Special board meeting on the 14th at 6 o'clock at IRAC. For the business coming forward, the board meetings adjourned.